Hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to the University of Michigan SHIP Chapter Podcast Series. This is your host, Gabrielle, and I'm super excited to kick off our second episode today entitled Graduate School in Focus. Today, we will be talking with a University of Michigan SHIP alumni and discussing their experience with pursuing higher level education, including encountered concerns, motivation, the application process into graduate school, and financing. To start, let's welcome our alumni. We have Lucas Bayoni. Um, Lucas was born and raised just outside of DC in Northern Virginia. He is Peruvian and Brazilian. Lucas Bayoni recently graduated with a master's degree in material science and engineering from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, where he also graduated with a bachelor of science in engineering in chemical engineering in April of 2021. He is currently working as a propulsion test engineer at Blue Origin. So, Again, hello, Lucas. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Gabriela? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing really good. And I'm really excited that you were able to join us. Um, so tell me, where are you calling from? Uh, so I'm working out of the Blue Origin headquarters in the Seattle area. So quite the, the trek away from where I started. Okay, that's really nice. Was it a busy day? Uh. Fortunately, today has been a, a bit of a slower day compared to the rest of the week. It's been a nice change of pace. Okay. No, well, I'm really glad that you were able to join us. And um, I guess with that, we can get started. Um, I guess the first question I have for you is, why did you consider graduate school? Yeah, so when I was going through not only my undergraduate curriculum, but also through some of my internship experiences, um, and like my project team experience at Michigan, uh, I was really interested in a lot of the kind of hands-on working with the actual parts of different components and different systems. Um, so I, I started to get really interested in kind of the mechanical side of things. And uh, the second semester of my junior year, I actually considered pivoting entirely and changing my degree. Uh, oh, wow. And then I was like, this is a really terrible idea because I just wasted three and a half years. Um, so I finished out the degree, but was looking at, okay, what are the other options for me to help kind of pivot what my future career prospects might look like? Um, and that's where graduate school came in. Uh, it's a good opportunity to get more in-depth knowledge. And like, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of what you study, what you research, things like that. Uh, and let me really explore my interests that the chemical engineering curriculum uh, didn't exactly allow for due to just how small the department is at Michigan. Um, Did so, you have? No, mm -hmm. go ahead. Did you have any concerns when you were, well, one in the process of like considering graduate school and also like while you were applying? Um, fortunately, Michigan has a really great uh, option with the SUGS program that is almost basically guaranteed admission as long as you meet certain requirements. Um, so I kind of was just set on that. Uh, Michigan has a top material science program, uh, and I knew, uh, like, if I went outside of Michigan, it would have been a two-year program instead of being able to count some of my undergraduate courses to it. So not only just in terms of, like, saving myself some sanity because I'm not the biggest fan of, um, you know, like, classroom learning, um, yeah. as well as, like, any chance you can save 60-odd uh, I think most people would take that opportunity. Okay. Yeah, I had no clue that you could count some of your undergraduate courses into graduate school here at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, 
for anyone that's interested, um, definitely reach out to your like undergraduate advisor, and they might be able to to put you in touch with some resources to explore that a little bit further. I know mine was very useful for that. Okay. And what were some of the common motivations that you had that kind of impulsed you to pursue graduate school over the industry? Yeah, so uh, I would say really in particular, it were my last two internships. So I spent an internship working in uh, lithium ion battery manufacturing, as well as uh, reliability engineering for an electronics company, uh, where a lot of the main focuses were kind of centered around how the how the materials kind of influence the overall properties of the system um, and kind of understanding that when things start to break down, they're breaking down first at the material level and that's kind of the issues that start to propagate throughout the rest of the, the piece or the equipment, whatever. Um, so that's kind of where I started to be like, hmm, this material science thing is pretty interesting. Uh, and then uh, taking a look at the material science courses that were on offer at Michigan, uh, was, it kind of just mapped very nicely one-to-one -one with what I was interested in. And that's, that was basically all the motivation I needed to be like, this is, this is what I'm going to go for. Okay. Did anyone encourage you to apply to graduate school or just you? Uh, it, it was mostly self-driven. Um, it also timed out really nicely. Uh, I spent the last semester of my undergraduate degree uh, interning. So like trying to figure out the recruiting process while I'm working and taking classes mm -hmm. um, probably would not have been the best idea. So a lot of things just kind of came together very neatly for graduate school to be a, a really great option for me. Okay, sweet. And I guess what was the application process like for you? Sure. So I think uh, I, I was like the first of, of a batch of graduate students that are starting to pivot the direction these graduate schools are going in because I applied during COVID. So a lot of schools were suspending the requirements for like GRE uh, exam scores. So didn't really have to do that. It was mostly, um, there are a couple of essays you needed, I needed to write. Um, just basically looking at it. one is a personal statement, which is like, okay, what, like, what's your career trajectory looked like so far? What have you done in the past? Why are you interested in graduate school? why is this the specific program you're interested in? Like, how is this going to help you with your interests? Um, and then I think the other was like a statement of intent that was like, what is basically, what is graduate school gonna do for you? And like, how are you gonna take advantage of this opportunity? And then the other thing was uh, getting the letters of recommendation from professors. Um, I was very fortunate in the chemical engineering very small program. When I was there, it was like 110 kids in my graduating class. So it's like our classes, it's very easy to get to know the professors. I took a couple of kind of electives that were even smaller settings, like 15 kids in the, in the class with professors that I really enjoyed. They're like larger lecture courses. So managed to get them and then had Dr. Montgomery as well uh, write one for me because I had worked with her through SHIP uh, in my previous roles at SHIP, and she was also the uh, undergraduate advisor at the time for the chemical engineering department. Uh, so I had built up quite a rapport with her, so she was also a great resource for me to lean on. Okay. Out of curiosity, did you apply to any other graduate schools aside from Michigan? Uh, not, no. Uh, no? I, I was, okay. I was considering, I, I was considering it. Um, 
but uh, knowing that I kind of had the the guaranteed admission through the Sykes program, um, I wasn't super interested in um, like a, a two year program either. Uh, I, I just kind of wanted to get in, get the understanding, and then pivot back to industry. Um, I knew I wasn't one that was long for the academia world. Um, okay. A lot of people that knew me uh, during my undergraduate time and uh, know that I've expressed my fair share of um, disagreement with some of the, the, the courses, I guess, and the manner that they're structured, um, thinking that they're, at, at least within the chemical engineering department, it seems very geared to push you towards academia. Uh, it's a lot of like theoretical learning and, and like textbook learning where I was more interested in like, I want to get out there and I want to do something that like I can see the tangible results from, um, you know, a lot of these people in academia are, are doing really exciting cutting edge research, but it's taking them five, 10 years to see, see the results. And mm -hmm. I know I don't have the patience for that. Um, yeah. But thankfully there are people out there that do because the work they're doing is really awesome. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you would recommend for current undergraduate students to do in preparation for the application process? Yes. So first, uh, the, the first thing you, I think uh, prospective students need to do is really evaluate why they are considering grad school. Is it because they just want to like pivot from what their undergraduate degree might offer them in terms of career opportunities? Or um, was it, or is it more of like a, I'm really interested in like the nitty gritty, like super detailed, I want to spend time in the lab. If you're the, I want to spend time in the lab, get involved in some research. There's a ton of professors that are doing really, really awesome research. Um, I can only really speak for like the battery side of things, but uh, like we have like a full on battery manufacturing lab in Michigan. They like recently partnered with Rivian as well to like help them out with their battery stuff. There's a lot of really exciting work going on in that field in particular. Lots of like professors doing like cutting edge research on that. Um, so there's a ton of opportunities out there. Um, I would say just like start by reaching out with, to your undergraduate advisor and being like, hey, I'm interested in X. What do I need to do to get involved? Um, okay. They're super well connected. Uh, they might you might have to ping pong around between a couple of different people before you finally get to where you're going. But uh, the process, like there, there are resources in place to help you get there. Um, if you're more interested in the industry side of things, okay, what experience do you have in industry? Like, what are you trying to do in industry? Uh, do you have a background that might be applicable to that that you're trying to like really narrow in and understand? Like, okay, I'm interested in why my iphone bends for example mm -hmm. what classes do i need to take to build that understanding and and then try to figure out okay this school offers the opportunity to explore that interest this school doesn't this school is only research uh, so so taking a look at the offerings that the different graduate schools have uh, and things like that uh, i know uh, kind of pivoting back to the to the research mm -hmm. side of things um, I know a lot of things, and I know a lot of friends that that went through the the graduate school process. 
and it, it seems a lot more common to not so much select the graduate school based on the school itself as much as the professor you'd be doing research under almost as if it were like a phd program um, okay so that's another thing to to kind of evaluate is explore what's like who's doing cool research and where they're doing it uh, universities are are really fortunate with to have a lot of the resources that they do and, and as a result house a lot of really really exciting work uh, and and again it's like things have never been easier to find google is yeah an, an everyday thing at this point um to just like googling like who's doing cool research in the space you're interested in and, and trying to figure out uh connect with them reach out to them even if you're like Ah, like this guy's super busy. He's never gonna notice me. Mm -hmm. Who knows? He might, and it might be the 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 little opportunity that that you know opens up a series of doors that gets you to where you want to be. And so it sounds, I guess. Uh, I guess a question would be, how important did you see research being while you were applying? Because you had a couple of internships, right? Did you also do research while you were in an undergrad? Uh, I had the opportunity to do research, um, but I ended up taking an internship over that, um, kind of again, because I was, I knew I was always more interested yeah. in industry as opposed to research. Uh, so I felt like that was a little more in line with where I saw myself down the line. Um, again, it kind of depends if you're interested in the research side of graduate school, research is definitely very valuable to have. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're only it, like if you don't really care about the research, a lot of schools offer course based master's degrees. I did one. Uh, so and that if that's the case, it becomes a little less important and it's more about like, OK, what do your grades look like? What are your like, kind of like the basic like applying to college thing, but just at a higher level? OK, so I guess. It sounds like or what I'm understanding, but correct me if I'm wrong, when people are considering who they're admitting as students into graduate school. I guess it's either based on your research experience and that, I guess it would be the same thing as when you're going into industry, right? They value usually your in, your experience. So in the case of graduate school, it would be either that or then basing it off of your grades and um, maybe school involvement. Yeah, so a lot what a lot of schools do is they split up the, the degrees, where mm -hmm. if you do like a research-based engine, like masters it's like a, a master's of science okay uh, and if you do like the course based it's a master's of science and engineering uh, okay. so a, a minor distinction so you're technically admitted into two different programs based on what your interests are and so based on whatever you apply to that kind of dictates what criteria are is used to evaluate you So I guess another question I have is, did you speak with any professors in the time of applying to graduate school? Did you have any interviews? Sure. So uh, I didn't have any interviews in the traditional sense that uh, one might have. I think the interviews tend to be more so for the research side of things uh, and trying to understand like how what you've done might map to what that professor is working on. Um, I did speak with... Uh, with some of the professors, in particular, the professors that were writing my recommendation letters. Uh, a lot of the 
like they were the ones that first started to pique my interest in graduate school. So I wanted to get an understanding of kind of what I might be able to expect. Um, so uh, a lot of the courses that they were offering in terms of electives were, you know, related to like energy storage and things like that. And I was like, yes, chemical engineering, mm -hmm. energy storage, renewable energy. This is fantastic. This is super cool. Uh, for context, my mom's been working in developing renewable energy projects in like South and Central America my entire life. Like this oh, is wow. something like I have seen forever. Uh, so I was like, this is awesome. Great opportunity. Like I want to learn more. And when, when I started taking the courses, I was like, wow, I don't know anything. Like you think you think your undergraduate like curriculum like builds up like your understanding of things and then you take like higher level courses and you're just like, there's an entire world out there that I haven't even seen. And that's like kind of like just having that, that conversation and that dialogue with them is was really like, wow, I want to learn more and there's more out there that I want to and need to see is for a variety of reasons like i was interested in it yeah um, i was like this is so cool um and that's kind of like the pathing path towards graduate school that i took um like between work and talking to people and friends things like that it, was, it, it, it seemed like the logical next step for me okay in the process of applying, did you encounter any application fees by any chance? Yes, there was definitely an application fee, but I don't remember how much it was. I want to say it was somewhere in the range of like 60 to $80 for Michigan. But okay. when I was like looking at other schools, I definitely saw them range from no application fees all the way up to like $120 just to apply. Okay. Uh, so pretty wide range. I obviously like COVID might have impacted that. Um, but uh, definitely go in expecting application fees. A lot of schools do have like a form where they'll waive the application fee for you. You just need to make sure you like fill it out and send it to the school. Uh, from my understanding, a lot of schools tend to be pretty lenient with that. Um, okay. So definitely something worth exploring. And you know, worst case scenario, they say no. There's like no harm in filing the form. Okay. So it's it's really good knowing that there's that um, way of waving it. I think they do the same thing for undergraduate schools, um, typically, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess with that comes also, how did you finance your education as a graduate? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, one, I was fortunate enough to receive a scholarship for my undergraduate degree. Um, so taking the money that I saved from the scholarship basically fully funded that. Um, and then in addition to that, I had saved up quite a bit of money from my internships. Uh, you know, by the time I started graduate school, I had like over a year of working experience um, through my internships. And, and between those two, were was able to, to fund the, the, my, my interest in, in pursuing that higher education. Okay. And did you apply to any exterior external scholarships outside of the school no i was relatively late to the game uh, in applying to things um mostly because i thought i want like i wasn't like 
100% convinced I wanted to do graduate school until about December of my senior year. So that gave me about three weeks to put everything together and apply to the program. Um, and, you know, because I, I was taking like 20 credits in my last semester or that semester. Uh, so I was trying to set myself up. I was in the process of talking to this company that I really wanted to intern for, but knew they preferred like extended internships, not just like a summer. I was like, hey, I can offer myself to them in January, but that means I basically have to finish my entire degree one semester early that I had not previously accounted for. So things were like a big crunch and a big mess for me at the end of, of my undergraduate degree. So uh, didn't really have that as something to explore into, but again, tons of resources. SHIP itself is a fantastic resource. They have a ton of scholarships out there. Um, okay. The application process for the SHIP scholarships isn't super complicated. A lot of the times it's just to write an essay. Um, and there's a lot of money out there. Um, there's, uh, I, I remember like just Googling like graduate school scholarships and there was tons and tons of websites um, that came up. Most of them, unfortunately, the deadlines had passed for me. But okay. if you're presumably you're not up, applying to graduate school, starting your application to graduate school like a few weeks before the deadline um, and like being a little more intelligent about it than I was. Uh, but uh, yeah, their, their resources are definitely there. I mean, I guess. Hmm, I guess it definitely depends on how soon people realize that they do want to go into graduate school. Um, yeah. But I guess, so you started, I know you mentioned like really close to the deadline. What would you say, I mean, for starting, let's say in the fall semester, what would you say is typically like a point where it's like you're early in the game to start applying to graduate school? You're like midway and like you got to get things going fast. Yeah. So a lot of it kind of depends on the program. Uh, my roommate in graduate school didn't apply to his graduate program until like the summer after we had graduated from our undergraduate degree. Oh, wow. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of flexibility with the deadlines. But I would say, for for example, for me, I, my my deadline was January 15th. So I'll go I'll go off that. So I would say if you start at the start of the fall semester, you're definitely early. It, I think that is definitely like the best course of action. It gives your professors like all the time they could possibly need to write the best letter of recommendation for you. It gives you the time to kind of evaluate your options, look at, hey, is this really a school I'm interested in? And things like that. Um, if you're looking at things come like mid to late October, I would say you still have plenty of time. Like I wouldn't worry about it, but you're like, you have a little bit less leeway. Okay. Things are on a little bit more of like a, I need things done by this date, by this date, by this date. And if you're like me and you're applying, like I started my applications when I hit, when I hit my house for Christmas break is when I started my applications. If you're doing wow. that, like you are working on your application, like it's a full-time job. Okay. That's wow. Don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it about the same? I don't know if you know this, but um, is it similar if you're applying for a PhD program? Uh, again, I think it's kind of like deadline dependent, um, but I would say generally, like if you give yourself like four months, you're probably 
doing well with time two months okay you're like on time like less than a month you're really starting to push it okay and i have heard by a couple of different upperclassmen um throughout this year that are currently applying to a phd program so some of the graduate schools will actually fly you in and like maybe speak with you get to know you or um and some manners kind of try to convince you to get into their program or also just want to do interviews, uh, just interviewing you. Did, is that in any way anything that you encountered through your application process? So since I was only looking at Michigan, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't experience this, but I know that's definitely a thing that uh, graduate and in particular PhD programs do. Okay. Um, especially because like a PhD is like a very long-term thing be like somewhere in the range of like four to six years um so you know they want to make sure it's a good match um it gives you a chance to check out the facilities obviously if you're going into a phd you probably can appreciate the lab tour a little bit more than someone like yeah. myself uh, like you actually know what's going on you know what the equipment does and like you can kind of piece together what it is that they're doing um but yeah i would say just in general, like if you're going into these interviews and things like that, like the school already wants you, like they're investing in you, like flying someone out is not a cheap process. So they are already kind of signaling that, like, hey, this is someone we actually want. Um, so don't like, don't stress about it too much. Just go in there, be yourself and, okay. and let the cards fall where they may. Okay. And so I know you mentioned that when you had the money from the internships that you had earned um, to help you finance for your education as a graduate student, and you did receive a scholarship for the undergraduate degree you had, um, did you also have a job while you were working in, well, while you were a student in graduate school? Uh, just my internship. Okay. But you didn't yeah. have to work at the same time that you were studying. Yeah. Okay. And um, what were some of the greatest struggles that you encountered while you were in the process um, of applying and then also as a student in graduate school? Yeah. So uh, in terms of the applications, um, it was like the holiday break. So didn't really have a lot of people I could reach out to. Uh, but that was definitely one struggle. Um, but the second thing was I didn't really know any upperclassmen that had gone through this process. All the upperclassmen I knew basically like went to industry. Um, so I felt like I was like kind of flying blind. So I didn't really know what I was doing with the essays that I was writing. And it was just kind of like, We'll hope for the best. Um, okay. That was like, uh, I I think not the best course of action. Uh, I think again, this is kind of like where the timeline comes into effect. Where like, the sooner you start, the sooner you can have people review it. You can have like peers review it. You can have you might be able to get like a professor or two to review it. Um, I can't remember if I was fortunate enough to have someone else look at me. Uh, but yeah, just like 
leverage kind of like your support system and like, see if you can like find examples online, things like that of like essays that kind of like speak to you uh, and just be like, just be honest, you know, like one of the big things with graduate school is that it's exploring your passions and your interests, right? Whether it's like in the classroom or in the lab. So if you're able to take these essays and, and convey like what the sequence of events has been that has led you to this decision to apply to grad school, I think you're already off, on, off to a good start. In terms of struggles while I was in grad school, if you are doing a course-based master's, get ready to read because the number of research papers and like literature that I had to like go through in terms of like just reading to like learn basically what's going on in the, in the industry or like the relevant spaces um, or if it was like literature reviews or things like that, um, there is a ton of literature out there and you're going to have to read it and there's no way around it. But if you don't like reading, don't like research papers, you're going to learn to like them. Um, I know like one of my classes was basically built on reading research papers. I was like reading like at least like 20 to 30 pages just for that one class per week. It's just like very dense material that you, you have to try to distill and understand. And there's not a lot of help in terms of helping you digest and process that information. Uh, so it's a lot of like reading and rereading. And like, I even looked back at like notes from internships, notes from like undergraduate classes to try to like make sure I'm understanding what's going on. Uh, I, and I think that was definitely like the biggest shock to me going into graduate school because I was like, ah, course-based master. I was taking like four to 600 level classes at the end of my senior year. Like how different can it really be? Turns out a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, definitely brace yourself, but uh, being a full-time student in graduate school, I think like the most you can take, I think is like maybe like 15 credits, I think 12 credits, something like that at Michigan. Like, yeah, your, your course load, just in terms of like the sheer number of classes might be a, a little bit lower, which. Okay. I guess, how would you compare the relationships that you can have in undergraduate versus in graduate with um, professors and with other classmates and also mental sanity while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I discovered at Michigan that really helped my mental health was how wonderful it is to go on a walk in the arb when it is freezing cold out. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, there's something about just like the absolute silence and nothingness in the arb when it pulled out that was just like the perfect mental reset for myself. Uh, and it's something I, I did consistently even throughout my undergraduate degree. Um, I, I, so I, I definitely recommend just like fresh air, like try to like disconnect yourself as much as possible from everything. Um, and just like let yourself exist. Um, but in terms of like the relationships with like professors and peers, uh, I think my largest class in graduate school was like 21 kids. 
it's like very different from my undergraduate yeah. degree where it's like mid like my entire class is taking thermodynamics with me and now it's like very small they tend to be a little bit longer you know most of my classes were about an hour and a half in graduate school instead of like the one hour you're still meeting like two or three times a week so you still have a lot of time interacting with them um but what it means is during the office hours it tends to be just with the professor and when you're speaking with just the professor you're speaking with some and all these professors are offering courses that are basically exactly in the world of their research when you're speaking with them about whatever class you're taking you're speaking with one of like the top minds in the space and i think that's a really unique opportunity to try to get that deeper understanding you know okay it's great like you understand you you have like the general understanding of like how this concept works but when you go and talk to them at office hours but it's because you don't understand the question problem set or you're just like genuinely curious they'll help you get to the not only understand the like why it happened but the how it happened and i think that's the piece that was missing for me in my undergraduate like courses was okay like i just understand that like this is how things happen for x y and z reason now in graduate school it's like okay well this is happening because of there's differences in the atomic density whatever and mm -hmm. like diving into like really detailed stuff uh, for the motivation for why things happen um, additionally it's just a lot easier to get a hold of professors in graduate school you know like a lot of them are there for academia they're researchers first and they are instructors second so uh, they are they, they tend not to have multiple courses or multiple sections that they are responsible for. Uh, so again, okay, your class is just 20 people, but it's actually just 20 people. It's not like three sections of 20 kids. Um, so reaching out to them, emailing them, it becomes a lot easier. Um, I know like Zoom was like super prevalent in my time there because COVID was still a thing, like classes were online. Um, so it's very easy and there's like a ton of different ways to access them um a lot of them like not only offer like set office hours but like the ability to like schedule one-on-one -on -one with them as well which is also really useful okay. and like makes you feel a little bit better if you have a question that you perceive as like perhaps like a silly or a dumb question that you might not want to ask yeah. in front of other people uh, i think being able to ask that in a one-on-one -on -one setting is definitely very nice Okay. I think. Yeah, I feel like that is very, it's probably going to be very comforting for our viewers because I think that that can be sometimes intimidation and maybe it's not really um, necessary to be intimidated, but I'm sure that it can be a hindrance for a lot of people. It has been for me in um, some classes, so it's comforting to hear that you can have that closer connection with the professors in graduate school. Um, and then another question I have is, so over the summer, um, this might be completely different, maybe because I study computer science, but I did do research at a uh, human AI lab here in Michigan. And something that I heard from the graduate students, they were PhD students, so I don't know if the same can compare to um, a master's degree, but a couple of them shared that when they graduated, it kind of depended on how much the professors that they were working with thought that they had accomplished 
does that in any way compare to a master's degree? Or does that vary depending on what kind of master's degree you're obtaining? Yeah, so it definitely depends on the type of master's degree you're, you're going after. Uh, if you're going after the research-based master's, then yes, that's definitely something that will be kind of in consideration to like present this thesis and, and, and like, as this great big body of work that, you know, if it takes you five years to put together that document, like it took you five years, there's no way around it. Whereas like if you're doing a course-based master's, you're not really under the direction of anyone. It's, did I meet the requirements of the degree similar to like an undergraduate degree? Okay. Uh, on average, and, mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask on average, what do you say it takes a master's degree student about like one and a half to two years to complete it? Or, yeah, I would say on average would be probably closer to two years. Like, if you finish like a research degree in like a year and a half, like you might be like a wizard or something. Like, that is okay. very, very impressive. And then obviously course-based kind of depends. Michigan, like if you do the SUGS program, it's a one-year deal, like year in and year out uh, type of deal. It can be a little bit longer if you don't have enough courses to like double count from your undergraduate degree. But for the most part, people are able to finish that in a year. If you're doing a typical like course-based master's at a different university, that tends to be closer to two years as well because they don't count over your credits starting from scratch you probably don't want to work yourself to death you're probably spreading yeah. it out a little bit and is there any way of kind of seeing um i guess if you're going the course directed route um is there any way of knowing what kind of classes you would be taking ahead of time before maybe while you're in the process of applying or is that not really available until you're actually admitted so uh, i can only speak for michigan uh but the classes are on the course guide, like the, L the LSA okay. course guide. So you can just find all the stuff there. Um, you can also reach out specifically to the department chairs or like the, the advisors for the different departments. Uh, if you're interested in a class that you think might be in that department, you can email them and ask them for the course of like, for the list of like special topic courses that'll be offered for that semester. Since that tends to be a little bit more of a rotating list. I know those have been, some of my favorite classes that I've taken at Michigan, um, and so those tend to be like the very specific we're going into my research and you're going to learn about it and you're going to like it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think those and, are definitely great resources. Okay. So I guess my last question is, um, if you are going to give any advice to someone currently under undergraduate career um maybe in their maybe in their process of applying to graduate school even um what is some advice that you would give them yeah so i think like i said the first thing uh is definitely like evaluate your like your motivations i guess would be the word i'm looking for um why are you interested in graduate school uh, because if you're just interested in graduate school because like, oh, it might make me more money, like you're probably not doing it for the right reasons or you're just gonna suffer a lot when you're in it. Uh, I would say definitely make sure you're doing it because it's something that like, you're genuinely interested in. It doesn't, you don't have to be like 
oh my god like i want to be the next jeff bezos building up this like fantastic like web company from nothing like doesn't have to be that that serious it can just be like hey like ai ml is super super cool Uh, like i took the one class in my undergraduate degree that was like really interesting i want to learn more about it like what what are the additional resources like if it's something to that more to that effect that's like okay this is a good reason we should continue with this um in terms of the actual process um this is more so for people that might not be in the process yet but might be looking at it in like a year or two make relationships with your professors they write your letters of recommendation and that is like a pivotal part of the application process i would say that might be the most important part more so than your essays you write a lot of the professors won't let you see them either so you won't know what they wrote you might be able to get it after you hear back from the university or, or program that you're applying to um, but you tend not to get those um, so make sure you foster some sort of relationship with your professors um, and if you're asking for like easiest way to do that go to office hours express like legitimate interest in whatever it is that they're teaching it doesn't matter if you hate the class if you think they'll write you a good recommendation letter like try to be interested in it try to learn more about it um and and just like be genuinely curious about things like i i think graduate school is a, a really nice for me was a really great departure from the rigidity of undergraduate my undergraduate courses that were like take a take b take c and i was like okay i want to learn more about a i want to learn more about b. so starting to foster that I guess interest and passion for learning um, is 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 a really great stepping stone. Okay, that's no. Thank you so much for all of that advice. That's very useful to know. Um, also, just to like even start thinking about it ahead of time. Um, I guess with that, we have reached the end of our episode. Um, But before we end, I'd like to, again, thank you for taking the time to join us and sharing all of your experiences and all of those pieces of advice. We really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. More than happy to come on and speak with you guys and very excited to see where this podcast goes. I think this is a a really great idea and like a super digestible format for people. Oh, thank you. We will be sending you the um, information because it is going to be on YouTube and it will be on our Spotify podcast series as well. So looking forward to it. I guess for our listeners out there, if you have any requests for future podcast topics, you can reach us at shipuofm.eboard at gmail.com. And make sure to stay tuned. Our next episode will be about how to manage healthy emotions, any stressors that you may encounter, and how to continue healthy relationships with people in um, your networks. So until then, go blue.